Welcome to So This Is Love. My name is Aaron. And my name is Leslie. And this is our podcast. Yep. And here we are on episode 32. <laughs> That's right. Episode 32. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a great week. Yes. Ah, uh, gosh. It's been a long week for us. Yes. It has been a very long week. And I think it's because although we've been busy, if there are some areas of my life where I felt there wasn't a lot to do. No, there no. was a lot to do. I uh, mean, there was a lot to do, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, they weren't pressure things. No, no. Like, you know how normally, yeah. I work well, I work very well under pressure and I can get things done quickly. Um, But I have a lot to do, but I'm not under any pressure. So It wasn't just, a, a deep thought week. Right. It wasn't a deep thought or like deep emotional stress or emotional like weight Right. Week. It was just, I mean, we did CrossFit all week long. We did four days this week. Oh my goodness. Well, you did four days. I yeah. ended up only doing three. Yeah. Um, but Thursday, my brothers came into town for a gig. Yep. And we still went to the gym. Yep. And then we came home, you know, we showered and then we went back downtown. Um, the gig was supposed to be at 10 o'clock is when they were supposed to go on. But they didn't end up going on till 11. Yeah. Uh, and then we stayed there till almost midnight. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the, the music was really good. Uh, I ended up selling T-shirts for them. Yeah. And we got home after midnight and, you know, went to sleep. It wasn't after, quite after midnight, was it? It wasn't too late after midnight. It was yeah. like 12.15 or something. I just know we crawled into bed and went straight to bed. I died. And then I had to wake up early in the morning and go to work. And then Aww, it was so poor, Aaron. Poor adult. I know, adulting. <laughs> and then, um, and then I was like just dragging all morning at work, and I was like, I am not twenty years old anymore. No, we're I, not. I am a full thirty-three years old. <laughs> and the, <laughs> and then, um, and then we had Friday night recovery right. service, so we didn't get, and then. Uh, and then, and then I promised, uh, uh, one of my coworkers ordered a sandwich on that, that you made. And so yes. we were up till after two in the morning. Yeah. Like two thirty. it was two 30 yeah. when we finally crawled in the bed. And today I opened again, like I've been opening all week yeah. long. And I got up early to deliver the extra sandwich on yes. that I made. It's, oh man. And then, um, it was a long day at work, not because, uh, it was super busy, but because it was slower. I got to do some stuff that needed to be done in the back and it was just very Do you think everyone labor. who listens to this knows what a sandwichon is? I doubt it. The people at work don't even know what a sandwichon is. And I'm like, what type of Hispanic person do you call yourself? <laughs> How do you not know? Like, this is well, sacrilegious it's, almost. But it's different in different areas of the world. Like... Well, somebody was telling me that it's only in Brownsville. Like, no. this only exists in Brownsville. No. And I thought, surely not. No, but they people do different things in different areas. And they don't necessarily call it a sandwichon. What do they call it? Uh, some people... I don't know. I know Brazil calls it something else. That's the only thing you can call it. People call it sandwich cake? I mean, that's English no, version. it's a sandwichon. <laughs> but that's essentially what it is. It's a sandwich cake. <sighs> well, my first experience with the sandwichon was... Not are we going to talk one. about this before we do? Yeah, okay. why not? Okay, so my first experience, I was, uh, I think I was in high school, junior high or high school, and it was the one of the most beautiful cakes you've ever seen in your life. The icing was legit, like just perfect. It had pineapples and cherries on top, so it looked 
I mean, I wanted some cake. <laughs> so I get myself a slice. I don't even look at the inside because I'm so fixated on the frosting. And I take a bite and I almost like I gagged because you weren't expecting it was not cake. Yeah. Not, it's not cake. cake. That's why it's a sandwich cake. And so for those of you who don't know what a sanrichon is, a sanrichon is made with regular sandwich bread. Yes. Um, it's got a layer of a ham substance. And mm-hmm. just it just depends on where you are and in the ham world. Spread. But I'm I do a ham spread. The second layer is a cheese spread of some sort, and people mm-hmm. do different things. Yeah. Um, and the third layer is a layer of chicken salad. Mm-hmm. And so Sanwichon is very much kind of, it's like potato salad in my world. In the uh, sense of, I don't eat just anyone's potato no. salad. Yeah, no. Because you can make potato salad so many different ways. And we we had a Senora Sanwichon for the uh, longest time. Yeah. Uh, does she still make them? I don't know, but she's still in my in my uh, address. Contacts? Because, yeah, as Senora Sanwichon. <laughs> um, and she made a really good Sanwichon. Um, and so... And then, so the outside layer is a cream cheese, sour cream frosting. frosting. Mm-hmm. Um, None of this is sweet. No. It's savory. It's completely savory. It's a savory dish all the way. Um, and so it's really good. And Some people put jalapenos on the top. Some yeah. people are jalapeno juice in, in, the, uh, in things, the mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do it a whole bunch of different yeah. ways. Yeah. So I've finally made San Michon the way I like to have it made, the way I like it. And... Other people apparently like it, too, because they order it. Yeah. I've made it for a few baby showers. I was talking about it, like uh-huh. I said, with my coworker. Um, she'd recently come back to work at the store. And she was... Her husband came to pick her up that night. And we, we, we mentioned it again. And, we told him, and his eyes lit up. <laughs> and he's like, I need to have it. Ordered it for me. And, and so we, we finally got it ordered. They're, they're supposed to eat it tonight. We haven't I haven't gotten any pictures or, or text back. <laughs> But I don't know. It's it's pretty life changing. Well, I guess. I think when it's, you have it. Yeah. Like I said, it's a lot like potato salad. <laughs> you don't eat just anybody's potato salad. No. You don't eat anybody's just anyone's sandwich unless you know what's in it. Because yeah. I've had sandwich one with like potted meat yeah, that's as gross. the ham spread, and that's disgusting. No, thank you. Um, I've also had sandwich one where people didn't use chicken salad; they used tuna salad, that's and gross. that was disgusting too. Oh my goodness, that's wrong. <laughs> So, uh, we've if, had so much people if use someone pimiento. ever with pimento spread, uh huh. Yeah. Um, so if anyone ever offers you sanwichon, make sure you know what's in it what's before in you it. eat it, yeah, or that, order it, or pay that's for it. The cardinal it. rule of eating food, yeah, know what's in your food <laughs> and trust whoever's feeding it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you for joining us on that sanwichon <laughs> journey. Uh, we're gonna get into some journal entries now. June 7th, 2008. You tell me to keep talking to God about our relationship as though I haven't been asking very boldly lately. I really believe that's why we're even aware we're at right now. God's time, I know. I'm watching him move. Just my final thoughts before bed. June 8th, 2008. So, my mind is working overtime today. 
Things are so good, and I just keep waiting for things to fall apart. I know that's really bad because I know we're too important to walk out on each other at this point. Unless, of course, God says so. Everything about you, from the way you smell to the way you sometimes don't iron your clothes, has grown on me. Tonight, your throat hurts, and listening to you and hearing exactly what you're feeling seems like you're going to get sick. I don't like when you're sick because there really isn't much I can do by way of taking care of you because I can't go to your house. And it's what I'd like to do, but I can't. I love you. Lord, thank you for today. Always a good day. Thank you for the little one we've celebrated today. I pray for a safe arrival for him into this world and that we would keep him and his mom, Letty, healthy. I also lift up Aaron to you tonight. I heal, heal his throat. Please keep him healthy. Help him to get lots of rest tomorrow. Allow him to just relax. Give him peace of mind. He's troubled a bit, I can tell. I don't know why, but just comfort him and place your healing hands on him. Father, I also ask that you would heal my body. This little mass on my lower back, um, let it be nothing. Make it disappear completely and take the pain in my lower abdomen away. Please heal me. I can't afford for it to be anything serious. You always provide. I know, but still. Protect Aaron and I, Father. I want so badly just to be in his arms. Please keep him sensitive to to touch. Give us both self-control. God, I pray that he would ask me to be his wife soon. I'm ready to be with him till death do us part. I'm ready to wake up every day next to him, cook and clean for him, wash and iron his clothes, and be with him. Father, I know you know this. Tonight, I again ask you boldly to make this happen soon if it's your will. And if it's not, prepare me for that. Protect us both from the enemy, our hearts, and our minds. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. June 12th, 2008. I get really discouraged when I'm reminded that you're moving back to your parents' house at the end of this month. The fear that you're going to keep us in this courtship for longer than a year begins creeping in on my heart and in my mind. I get anxious and sad, and I begin to feel insecure. Seriously, breathing becomes an issue. It's just fear, though. Then I remind myself that you care about me, and you wouldn't have me wait forever. I trust you. I know this is God working on my patience, too. I told him I would endure his timing, and I'll do my best, too. Today, when you kept touching me, I started to cry. My eyes welled up because I sort of feel like I'm being teased. June 16th, 2008. Tonight, we had a good talk about some important things. We talked about how each of us felt about adoption. It was on our minds because we watched Juno. And also about our courtship. I asked the dreaded question for me, when is our courtship over? And you said you thought six months or a year. And obviously six months has come and gone. You said that you haven't spoken with the pastors about it yet. It all left me feeling very uneasy. Lately, my fear has been that we won't get married, and then what? Our friendship gets tossed out the window, and I don't know how I'll do with that. I'm bawling as I write this. You're my best friend, and I don't want to be without you. I can't picture the rest of my life without you in it. I have yet to hear God say no, and I know you care about about me, but can you live without me for the rest of your life? I can't confidently answer that question. I'm scared. 
So I've asked God to take this from me, this fear that makes me anxious. I want peace if it's what he wants. I know whatever the decision, it will be from him. Father, thank you for all the time that you've given me with Aaron. Father, I know that he's the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've heard your encouraging words over and over again. I don't know if he hears the same encouragement and it drives me insane. Well, not like really insane. It just, well, the enemy really takes advantage in this area of my life. Keep the enemy away from both of us. Protect our relationship, Lord. Help us to be good stewards of everything you've given the both of us, especially our friendship. Show me, Father, clearly. If this is not the man you have for me, give me peace about being without him for the rest of my life. My prayer is that he will propose by September if he wants me as his wife. Lord, make everything perfect, the timing, and the circumstances. I know you want to give me the desires of my heart. This is not a desire that has gone away. I've prayed many times that if he's not who you want for me, that you would prepare me for that. Father, please don't take my best friend from me unless it's to move him into being my best friend at a new level, my husband. Please help us both to hear you clearly. Show us both your will for our lives. On Tuesday, I'm meeting with Aaron, Mike, Pastor Mike, and Mary Kay to tell Aaron the things you've put on my heart to tell him. Continue to give me peace, Lord. I love you so very, very much, and I pray all these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen. June 18th, 2008. We hugged today for the first time in almost 11 months. I think it's permanent. Well, thank you, Leslie. You're very welcome, Aaron. Reading our journal entries for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 7th. You you said that I was... Um, what, what would the word be? I was... That I was telling you to do something. I was telling you to, to talk to God about a relationship. Mm-hmm. And your response was... I'm already talking to God. And you didn't say it with an attitude or anything like that. But I could see how you'd you'd be like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing, Aaron. This is what I'm doing. But you were asking for the wrong things. Oh, because you're God and you know what I should have been asking for? No, because I was going to be your husband. (laughs) And I wanted to be your husband that much faster. Oh, okay. And in order to get there, you needed to do some very specific things. Oh, so it was like the Hunger Games. I mean, I don't even understand. The Hunger Games? Like, I had to, like, make it through this fight before I got a ring on my (laughs) finger? Like, No, no. You needed to let peace in. Oh, okay. (laughs) And be patient. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And how did that go for you? Well, I'm married now, aren't I? Yeah, you sure <laughs> did. But, like, it took a really long time mm. for you to let go. Um, and that was something that I, I'll I'll get into. I don't know. I, it's on the notes here. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, so then June 8th, your mind, you said, tends, uh, you said that your mind was running on overtime. And that's kind of the, uh, what's the word? 
that's kind of the default setting of your mind. Yeah. Are you calling me crazy today? Like, I just feel like no. you're attacking me. No, I, I am just. Because, want... like, you have to know that as I, <laughs> as I read these journal entries out loud, I know I'm crazy. You're not crazy. Like, I listen to these things and I'm like, <laughs> are you bipolar? No, what you're not bipolar. What is wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. You're just a human being going through feelings and emotions. Okay. That's That doesn't make you crazy. What would have made you crazy is if, like, you took those feelings and emotions and, like, I don't know, did, did something crazy. You didn't do anything crazy. You just talked crazy. I just wrote crazy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I wrote crazy because no one was supposed to read what was in this journal <laughs> except for you. <laughs> and Well, nobody else is reading it technically. You're reading it. Yes, for the whole world to listen to. But they're listening. They're not reading. <laughs> um, so your mind kind of tends to work in overtime. Um, and like I said, that's kind of like your default setting. Yes. How... Why, why, why? I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever stopped to think, like, why does my brain do I this? I think it's normal. You think it's normal to run at 300? I, you know, as many women as I've met in my life and being in Celebrate Recovery, like, as many women as I've listened to talk about their issues, I think it's normal. I think that as women, we tend to live in the future. Okay. So, um... And some of us live in the past, too. Like, that's why we carry around so much sure. baggage. Um, but a lot of us live in what we want to see happen in our future. So, yes, we want good things for our future, but it's how are we going to get there? What's going to happen before we get there? All these terrible <laughs> things could happen before I get to this thing, you know? Um, there was a book for, well, two books, for men only and for women only. Mm-hmm. And and it really helped me it gave me a, a picture because I asked you every time I read another page, I was like, is this what it's like? And you're like, yes, Aaron. <laughs> um, but one of it was that the, the female mind works, the mind in both, you know, men and women works like a computer screen. Right. And, and for the female mind, like you have the different um, windows open mm-hmm. and none of them get closed. And for a guy, we can, like, minimize, we can exit, we can, like, that's just, I don't know, how a lot of, of, of guys' brains function. And I, I think some women can do that, too, or do do that. Uh, but for the most part, they're just all going at the same time. And, you know, that's kind of true, because every time you look at my phone, all the windows that oh are open. Oh, my goodness, so many windows. <laughs> like, all of your applications are going all at the same time. You know, I was closing them out the other day. And thinking and, of me? Yes. And our friend, the Apple guru, okay. um, he said to me, you know, you're wasting your battery when you do that. What? Yeah. Because you close everything out and then you restart it every time you need it. And I was like, hmm, I'll have to make sure Aaron knows about Surely that. Surely this is misinformation. No, this is our Apple guru friend. No. No, I don't believe that. You should talk to him. I will. Tomorrow. Uh, And then you say that you were waiting for things to fall apart. And this is something that is a recurring theme in your your life. And not just in your life, but especially in our relationship. Um, Before we got married, after we got married, you know. Now now. that we're married. (laughs) Um, That is how the enemy gets me all the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, it's the, it's the, 
And sometimes I can fight it away and like not worry about it, but most of the time it's pretty rough. And we were talking about this um, earlier this week. Was it this week we were in the car and you were saying how a friend of ours was watching Wonder Woman for the second time? Oh, yeah. And that she had seen it previously and thought that it was a great movie. I think Mm -hmm. it's a good movie. I want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. And how you, when you were watching it, you, the, the fighting. Between Wonder Woman and Ares. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at the end, um, how you saw this parallel between like their actual battle and spiritual, the spiritual battle, you know, the, that we fight in our minds and our hearts and in our lives. Um, and how like that, evil side is telling you these things Mm -hmm. and they're true to an extent from a certain point of view, from a certain perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like they are flat out lies. Right. Um, but they, they twist the truth. Oh yeah. For Mm -hmm. their, for their gains. And, and you were saying how you had that conversation with her and then she went back and watched it again. And she just thought, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And that she was crying. And it it was a good, you know, thing. And I want to watch it again because I didn't think of it in that way. I just thought, Oh, this is cool. You know, they're fighting. Yeah. No, when they, when, when they were fighting all the things that Aries was saying to wonder woman, I just immediately, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what happens in my head sometimes, (laughs) you know, cause he would compliment her. Yeah. And then he would tear her down the next second and mm-hmm. then like throw her across the world practically. <laughs> and she would, but she would get back up. Yeah. And you know, like, oh, just thinking about it. <laughs> and so when you're waiting for things to fall apart, these are the things that you're hearing, mm-hmm. right? These are the, uh, the thoughts that are running through mm-hmm. your head. And how, how have you, cause you've, you've gotten better at navigating those. Yes. Well, I've just, I've learned to communicate better. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to say things out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and not like just say them out loud, like <laughs> randomly. <laughs> not just, you know, I don't just like blurt things Judging out. Or in your car. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. But, you know, like stuff that, like, especially when it pertains to our marriage. Yeah. You know, if, if I think something like I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I was, I was thinking about this today and. And this is what I think, you know, like, you know, you've been working late lately (sighs) and, and sometimes you have meetings really late Mm -hmm. and, and all I remember, I didn't even have to say anything about it, but you said, I'm not cheating on you. And I, and I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, but it's not like it hadn't been a thought in my mind. No, well, I mean, I got home at 1030 Mm -hmm. this week or last week. And that hasn't happened in a really long time yep. since last year yep. and when I was working at Best Buy right. and I was getting home at 11, 12 o'clock right. at night. And it's not because you've ever done that to me no. that I think those things, you know, no. like that's the thing. Like this is something that has not happened in yep. our marriage, but it doesn't mean that the enemy isn't going to try to use it against like, us. Hey, you see your husband. Right. Mm. Well, and because of all the stuff I see happening in other people's yeah, lives, you know, or course. television or the news <laughs> or Facebook, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's out there, but to to make so that you're not afraid of it, you really do have to communicate about right, it. Right. Just talk about it. Exactly. And I don't ever accuse you in that. I no. just say like, hey, like this thought came to my mind today. Or, and I can be there to be like, mm-hmm. no, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not you know, fair. I'm not cheating on you. I'm not going right. to. There's no. And know. and I also do that with my accountability. Like yeah. I tell them the things that I think because they help me walk through what is true and what is not. Get clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you went on to say in the journal that I was troubled mm-hmm. or that like I was feeling weird or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for the most part, you can really tell when something is bothering me. Yeah, since forever since ago. Since before. Yep. I apparently have a really telling face. Well, at least for me. I mean, I don't know if anybody else notices, but I do. Um, so that's that's cool because that forces me to talk. To yeah, you. like Friday. Like Friday. <laughs> um, so Friday comes around, and th- like we said at the beginning of this episode, it was it's it's been a really long week yes. for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, not really intense emotional stuff going down, or you know, intense pressure stuff, but just a, a lot going on, a lot of different things, stuff that's. Uh, not normally in our weekly routine. Mm-hmm. And I got, uh, oh, okay, so I was leaving work. I was getting, I was, I was coming out of the building and getting, going into the car. And I realized that I'd forgotten my change of clothes. And it was, it was like 510 when I was leaving work. And I, I'd gotten permission to leave at five so I could be, uh, early, so I could be there earlier on Friday night to help you know with the the band rehearsal at five thirty, and it takes that long if I leave at five to get to the church by five thirty. Uh, but I didn't want to go in my work clothes, so I ended up driving home, stopping at home, changing, and then driving to the church. And I was like ten fifteen minutes late because it was like five forty five. Uh, by the time I got to the church. And what's the first thing that happens when I get on stage? But my wife looks at me, makes a face, and shakes her finger at me and says no. <laughs> because you weren't to put, you're not getting out of work early so mm-hmm. you can go home and change your clothes. Yeah, no, she didn't say, hi, Aaron. I love you, Aaron. Nope. Nothing. It, it's it's flat out negative negativity, uh, and it really bothered me, and uh, it has bothered me in the past, uh, like since we've been married, uh, and I, and I didn't know why it really bothered me, other than the fact that like you didn't even like you weren't happy to see me, you just you know you're late, stop it, um, shame on you or whatever, shame, shame, and and so we were you know we finished rehearsal. And we had our meeting, and I was eating food. I was working on my classes. And then we got on stage and finished the first song. Mm -hmm. And the ladies were reading the steps. And you come over to me, and you're like, "Uh, is everything okay? Like, are you all right? Because you seem a little weird. And I was like, so I smile. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, because we're in the middle of the service on stage. In front of, you know, people and like they didn't turn the lights off again. <laughs> so we're just having this conversation on stage. In Nobody the light. can hear us. I know, but still. And and I'm and I said, Yeah, I'll be okay. Um and we'll talk, talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. And then you step away and then you come back and you're like, later is when we get off the stage, right? <laughs> so what I didn't tell you <laughs> was that after you you gave me that face and like dumped all that negativity on me 
all I was waiting for was for you to come talk to me so I can tell you, don't talk to me. That's why I didn't say anything till we were on stage. <laughs> that's perfect. Perfect. Because that's like the the evil, like selfish, like flesh in me was like, come on, Leslie, come say something so I can be like, don't talk to me, woman. It was terrible. But you already had the don't talk to me face, which is why I didn't talk to you after that. Good. <laughs> That was helpful for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so then after we got off the stage, um, uh, a couple of things happened and then we were able to talk, mm-hmm. right? But in that time from from like being in practice and you asking me about, you know, what was happening, I was able to really understand something that I hadn't ever understood before was that growing up, well, obviously I'm a guy. Right. And I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a man. (laughs) And what do you, you know, like your parents, if you're a boy, well, they want you to be a boy. It should be rough. You're you're rough and tumble. And like you're like, ah, boys don't cry or, you know, whatever the spiel is. And girls are delicate, you know, flowers flowers and and all that kind of nice stuff because there are these societal laws. And, Ironically enough, Pastor Mike was talking about that on Friday night about how there are different types of children of children and and when it comes to to boys there are different types of masculinity there's the the rough and tumble and there's the the sensitive and artistic mm-hmm. and I tend to be more sensitive and artistic and so when you when I projected myself on you. Yes. When, <laughs> when you, like, rain on my parade. We can I, only laugh about this because we've yeah. already talked about it. So that's what I'm um, when, when When that happened, and it really bothered me, I'd never, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'd never had, like, I'd never connected the two together. Um, and realized that as I was growing up, I never got that, like, gentleness that I wanted. That I felt that I needed. There was always this, well, your boy, stop crying. Or, mm. um, you know, these other things that, like, parents do. Mm-hmm. And it's not not that it's wrong, but it's, like Pastor Mike was talking about, like, you really have to be a student of your child. And learn how, what they respond well to. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it makes a difference for when they're an does. adult. It mm-hmm. makes a difference for when they're an adult. And so for me, I realized that you were. I responded to you in a way that you've been responded to yes. as a child. Yeah. You were building into that mm-hmm. because, and you even said it when we had the conversation that, well, you're a man, you're a guy. And I'm like, yes, I'm a man. <laughs> I am a guy, but I still need gentleness like i don't want to be treated like a baby and i don't want to be treated like a woman i want to be treated like a man but with some like gentle (laughs) things you know and you know it's super funny that you say like that you say it's there because i wasn't ugly like i could have been ugly no you weren't and i was just because i even remember like giggling like (laughs) and i was like you're late where were you 
and but I shook not, my finger you at you. You were shaking your finger. And then I laughed because I was that's like, all I needed. That's all I needed. Because it wasn't like, oh, Aaron, you're just a terrible no, person. You got here yeah, late. Yeah, you weren't mean about it. You were, it was just, I don't know, something about me running late and just the way it all happened. But, like, I am thankful for it because it gave me that realization that, oh, this is what I've been getting. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up and then, you know, with my friends and and being in our marriage. And this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And I've never been able to verbalize that. Because I didn't know that's what I wanted. Well, that's nice. It is. (laughs) It was a great, it was a great um, experience to be able to communicate with you and, and not be like a mess about it. Well, and what was super cool is that it was also a realization moment for me mm-hmm. in that my realizing that my reaction to you is a very codependent reaction. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, it's like I told you, like for as long as we've been friends, I hate for you to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, um, you know, we've worked together even before we were together. Yeah. And I hated when you got in trouble. <laughs> and that's why I would tell you like, Aaron, you've got to do this different. Aaron, you've got to be better at this. Yes. Aaron, because, the last thing I ever wanted was for you to get in trouble. Yeah. And so we had our, we've already like, you've been talked to about being there at this time so we can mm-hmm. get off the stage at this time and be done by this yes. time. Yeah. None of that happened. No. And, and I know you're not going to get in trouble. And I say that with quotation marks because <laughs> you're not a kid, you know, yeah. but we've been asked to change some things. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to have to get a talking to, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, and then, but there's also the selfishness in it is that you're my husband and I reflect upon you. That's right. It's <laughs> true. And not because I'm perfect in any way, like, you know, but I know. we, we're associated with each other. So if married. I do something wrong, like it looks, I feel like it looks poorly Get on you woman, and yeah. And the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and literally nobody's ever said that to me. So right. <laughs> I'm just like, that was a joke. No, no, no I know. <laughs> Um, that's why I didn't get mad. Um, but you know, like I realized that too, like mm-hmm. this is a codependent reaction for me in that I don't want you to get in trouble yeah. and I don't want this to look badly on us, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that in itself isn't super unhealthy, but it's mm-hmm. still kind of like, well, there's nothing I can do about it no. because you're grown and if yeah. you're late, that's your problem, not mine. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you wrote something down mm-hmm. that I, uh, I don't know what the words are, but like, I feel like this is something that we need to discuss because you said that you were ready. You were ready in 2008 to do all these things. <laughs> I read it out loud and I was like, oh. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I know you You thought. I, I wasn't even looking at you and I was like, oh, she knows this is coming. <laughs> she knows this is coming. I have it in writing. Okay. That you are ready to iron my clothes. I hate to iron. It is written. Yeah, but we don't have to iron. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Have I, I think called... I can count on my one hand how many times you've ironed my clothes. It's called well, but do you know you know <laughs> why? Oh, please, please <laughs> educate me, Leslie. You know why I don't educate like to iron. <laughs> and I'm happy to tell this story, but okay, so I <laughs> <laughs> I lived with my grandmother from the age of thirteen <coughs> to Probably 16 before I moved in with my aunts when my grandma got sick. Yeah. Um, And in that time, my grandmother took it upon herself to teach my sister and I how to keep a home. You know, how to sweep, Mm -hmm. how to mop, how to do the dishes, how to do our laundry. 
we did not have a dryer. No. Um, so we had to wash our clothes mm-hmm. and then we would hang them out to dry yeah. on the lasso outside mm-hmm. the clothesline. The clothesline. Yes. I, I said, like, they don't know what not everybody knows what a lasso is, but like the clothing line with orquillas, which are clothespins. Clothespins. And, um, the wooden ones. Yes, the wooden ones. And then we would have to go take them out. And we had a closet in the living room slash kitchen dining room area Mm -hmm. and it was had the top was like linens and the bottom area was my sister and i's area and we had to put like we we just folded our clothes and put them in there after they after they came off the clothesline yeah on saturdays (laughs) we had to iron all of our clothes Uh socks underwear socks t-shirts shorts everything had to be ironed and folded and put away or hung up and put yes, away. So it could stay ironed. Right. Because then you had your clothes ready for school. Mm-hmm. And um, it, we couldn't do anything or go anywhere Until unless that, that was, was done. done. And it was terrible. And I, <laughs> my grandmother didn't make us do it to punish us. No. She, it was something that we did as a routine to learn. Yes. So because of that, I hate to iron. Mm-hmm. Like... I, but, I hate to iron, but I also hate to be wrinkled. Yes. You know? You hate for me to be wrinkled. Well, and I hate for me to be wrinkled, too, like, which is why when I buy clothes, I buy stuff that does not wrinkle, you know? (laughs) Because. Or we, like, spray it and throw it in the dryer for 10 minutes. Right. Or, yeah, not even that, but. No, no, like 5 minutes. um, And so, that's why I hate to iron. And when we first got married, I ironed. I can probably, I ironed for probably whenever you needed me to iron in that first year of marriage. Hardly. Never. Exactly. Because I bought you things that did not need to be ironed. (laughs) Your clothing were things that did not need to be ironed. Oh my goodness. So, yes. So now we do the cleaners or we also have this amazing angel. Her name is Mary. (laughs) And she takes the clothes out of the wash and Mm -hmm. hangs them. Or no, she says some of them she throws in the dryer for, for just like yeah. five or ten minutes, and then they're, she hangs them up damp so that, that they, they dry. dry with no wrinkles, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. She is a gift from the Lord. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving forward to June 12th, you said that you were discouraged that, that I was moving home, uh, and it was causing you fear and doubt, but you didn't know that I already had the ring, right? and I was already getting ready to propose and, and getting all this into, setting all this into motion. Uh, <laughs> But me knowing that and you not knowing it was not fair. Not that it was not fair because I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. But I was trying really hard to like help you feel better about it. (laughs) You were trying hard. Yes. I was saying, you know, Leslie, you got to pray about this. Leslie, you got (laughs) to talk to God about that. Um, And it's not my fault that you talked to him about the wrong things. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) all right then but i was teasing you Mm -hmm. and i i didn't realize that until you read it until you said you felt like you were being teased um or at least and that you were crying because of it i was just like giddy because i'm getting ready to propose to you i have the ring i'm in love you're in love we're gonna get married uh you know like it's gonna be a beautiful life and I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, touching you, tickling you, um, because that's a normal response, but not 
a great thing to do when you have like boundaries set and you're not engaged yet. Right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about that <laughs> ever, even when it was happening. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Right. Uh, and then June 11th, we talked about adoption because we were watching Juno. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, patience of patience, <laughs> when is this courtship over? Yes. I mean, you didn't say it like that. I didn't say it like that, but I did ask, like, when is when will this courtship be over? Mm-hmm. And I asked that question because I knew that a time limit, limit had been set on our courtship time, uh-huh. but we had never talked about that. No. We had never, you had never said, or the pastors had never said to me, this no. is a year, you know, six months, let's see how this goes in nine months. Let's, let's talk mm-hmm. about it again at this point. No. You know, there was I never no a, idea. A, a point to revisit. Right. Right. And for me, it was always a year. Um, and I, I, I never like really said that. No. So it was normal for me to ask. Yeah. Um, and of course I lied. And I made something up. Mm-hmm. because, And that's where the six months come in. I don't know where that came from. Like, for me, it, sorry, it always been a year. And so I had, I had the ring. And, and you were praying how, like, that I couldn't live without you or if I could live without you. And no, I can't live without you. <laughs> Crazy woman. Uh, oh, and then one question that, that I thought of. Do you think the insane feelings... Um, that you were going through, do you think that was maybe like control issues picking out? Maybe. Because you were ready to pull your hair out, but because you didn't know what was going on. Yeah, had no, no control, control. None. Over any of it. And we, I think we've had this discussion before, but like in relationships, I'd never done a relationship this way ever. No. Because I was always the more forward one, the more yeah. like... I'm the one who made things happen mm-hmm. in my relationships, you know, like, I'm like, look, either you like me or you don't like, let's go, <laughs> you know, if you like me, then let's go. And if you don't, well, the then car. go away, you know, yeah. like I was just very, that's how I was in college. And of course that was mostly alcohol and drugs talking <laughs> <laughs> and the person that, that, that had made me, you know, yeah. um, but like, I knew that that was not how I wanted to do this. And mm-hmm. so I, I relinquished control. To you, like, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and so these pastors. were these like feelings coming out because you couldn't do, yeah, what I... you were used to doing before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then June eighteenth, we got to hug mm-hmm. for the first time in almost a year. Yeah, it was eleven months. Eleven months. Yeah, and you, you said, I hope it, it. No, you said I think good. I think it's permanent. You said, I think it's permanent, uh-huh. is what, what you wrote down in the journal. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah. we didn't stop hugging after that. Like, there was no... Um, it was really... Not funny, but it was a, a real sweet moment. Because you were sharing things. Yeah. Um, and we were sitting in second base. Mm-hmm. Well, we had our meeting. We had our meeting. And we, we shared our fifth step. This yes. is when we shared our fifth yeah. step with each other. And we were sitting in second base with mm-hmm. Mike and Mary Kay, I remember. Um sitting on the chairs and, and, and Mike looks over at me and he's like, Leslie needs a hug. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> I cried. I remember crying. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, he said, Leslie needs a hug. And I was like, okay. Yeah. 
let me hug Leslie. And so we hugged, um, oh man, for the first time in 11 months. And that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. The dog is snoring. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's ruining the moment here. <laughs> no, but like it was like, not that like there were fireworks going off or anything right. like that, but to, to, I don't know, like deny yourself these things because for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to finally like have it presented to you and, and like, this is good. Right. This is, this is okay. healthy. This is yeah. healthy. This is, this is right. Uh, that's something that we've talked a lot about uh, since being married and yeah. how the things that, that we get to do and enjoy um, as a married couple, like, thank God right. for them because we have been in situations where they weren't right, right, and where it was wrong, mm-hmm. and feeling the the shame and carrying the guilt of that, but knowing that this is guilt free. You know, we're not breaking the rules, we're not crossing a boundary, we're not like doing something wrong. We are. <clears throat> Honoring each other and honoring God with our lives by enjoying the things that that we're able to do, um, and that was like one of those first instances of it, and and we got to like, you know, enjoy a whole bunch later on after we got married. But that was I don't know, it was a really nice moment. I, it was cool that that Mike and Mary Kay were there, and mm-hmm. I remember him looking at me and being like, "Leslie needs a hug." <laughs> Were you going to say something? No. You breathed like you were going to say something. I was just breathing. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. I don't know. I think you were going to say something. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. I think this is the end of episode 32. This is the end of episode 32. And before we go, I wanted to share something really quick with you guys. This is the sound of joy. I hate that thing. It's the sound of demons in the middle of the night. No, it's not. This is the sound of joy. No. This is my birthday spinner. It's disgusting. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it. No. Spinners are for children and you are not a child. And that is all I have to say about it. Well, let's close out this thing. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at so this is love at, at yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Um, Facebook. You can find us on Facebook um, as So This Is Love Podcast. Also on Instagram as So This Is Love Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, So This Is Love Ten. I never remember any of those. <laughs> Thank you for remembering them. You are very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you wanted we we had what. Last Sunday, we had lunch. Oh, yeah. We went to this new sushi place called Lucky Sushi in Harlingen. And when we first got there, I was almost afraid that it was going to be a bad experience. (laughs) (laughs) Because they came back and said they didn't have tomato. No, at first they said they didn't have avocado. They said they didn't have avocado. And the rolls that we had ordered had avocado. Everything we ordered practically had avocado in it. Yeah, because we ordered a lot of stuff. And we were... were, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we were saying, 
Oh, well, wait, do you guys need to run to H-E-B? I was like, I'll go to H-E-B and buy some avocados for you. Like, please don't make me not order these things. But it turned out that, that they were out of tomato. Yes. But then there were still tomato and things, so I don't know. There was probably some miscommunication in the back. Yeah. It was really good. It was delicious. It was, the food was delicious. Um, I would, I would, I would go back there again. I would eat there again. Yeah. And, um, and, and our waitress was really nice. She was sweet. She was sweet. She helped explain everything to us. The yeah, because the ordering really was interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. different. Yeah, you wrote everything down on your own individual piece of paper. Yeah, because you had all these things you could like check off what you wanted and what you didn't want. And So y'all should go check it out if you're in the uh, Harlingen, Harlingen Texas area. area. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the valley. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for for now, we're, we're going to sign off. We hope you guys... Oh, what? Happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday to our friend Ross. Hi Ross. Happy Hi Ross. Belated Happy belated birthday. Uh, it, we, yeah, he forgot my birthday. I forgot his birthday. Aww. So it's only fair that that we give him a little shout out. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys have a very great week. We'll mm-hmm. see you later. Bye.